Welcome to the Be Your Own Loud podcast. Hey, listen, Kirk and I started this podcast to inspire experts around the world, experts who want to free themselves from the torment of sales. In every interview, our goal is to reverse engineer our guests' success. Today, I am interviewing Chase Chapel, and Chase is an internet marketing expert. In fact, his rise to fame has been exponential, and we're going to talk about how he has mastered Facebook ads. All right, hope you enjoy. Let's do this. Be your own loud. Hello and welcome to another Be Your Own Loud podcast. You know, one of the great things about social media is you get the chance to be introduced to people that really, there's like really no other way you would have crossed paths, right? And our guest today is no different. His name is Chase. And he has built a juggernaut of not only a company, but also an agency. We're going to dive into something very specific on the Be Your Own Law podcast today, which is Facebook ads. If there was an expert on Facebook ads, I got him on the freaking show today. Chase, how you doing, man? Freaking amazing. So happy to be here. Well, I, I think everybody, first off, everybody needs to connect with you, which we're going to make sure in the show notes that they have ways to, to go to your website, which is, by the way, chasechappelle.com. Um, and we're also going to have all of the links to all of your stuff. So, so, so if there's anything that I, I don't have right now, just make sure your team gets that to me afterwards. But let's talk about your history because people can't see you. And you're a young dude, man. You know, I mean, I know you got some facial hair now, which, by the way, looks really <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let, let's talk about how did you become you? I've been doing this for six years now. So I uh, started really early. I dropped out of high school. I instantly started and ended, ended up promoting a lot of social media, got reached out to by another company, a, a pool builder. And we ended up booking them out for two years straight. I received a phone call one day and he was like, Chase, you know, I'm retiring because our business is doing so well. And I literally lost my first client due to giving him too much business. So I didn't know what to do from there. I then used that as a case study. And I ended up landing a ton of small businesses and was going door to door doing the old school way of uh, marketing. And it really worked out because we kept generating awesome results with Facebook ads. And it really just took off from there. And you know, now we're really on the cusp of hitting 20 team members. We do over 10 million in management on uh, Facebook ads. And I advise on over 80 million in spend across the Facebook products. <laughs> Those are some big numbers, dude. In six yeah. yeah, in six years. And really, it's all really happened in the last year. Okay. Yeah. How'd you, how'd you do it? Uh, stop. I mean, so, so how did you do it? How did you go from helping somebody who digs holes in the ground uh, to, to make pools or even above ground pools for that matter to managing this much content? No, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a good question. A lot of it does come down to patience and also having a team. Like I haven't been doing this solo without a doubt. It was about hiring the right individuals, bringing people on to help because tons of clients want to work with me. We had to bring on people who you can, can actually manage that stuff for them as well. So we could expand and we were looking to expand because we had an awesome service and we're providing amazing results, but we have all these individuals reaching out and there's no way we could actually service every single one of them. So it's just a matter of actually being able to find the right individuals and bring them onto the team. And that's what we've been doing. And we've been expanding ever since. I mean, we're opening more departments as we speak in our actual agency. So what is the, if I become a client of the firm and, and not working with you directly, how do you help uncover what they should be putting to, to on their Facebook ads? I mean, do you help with the creative component of it? Do you help them like solidify their message? Cause you're a whole freaking agency here, right? This isn't just Facebook. Yeah. So, so let's dive into that a little bit more deeply. 
First, they go through an onboarding process. We find out everything about them before they even get on a phone call with us. We already know exactly what they're looking for, what their analytics are, where they're at in their business. And a lot of times, you know, they don't even make it to the stage of getting on a phone call with us because they're just not ready at that stage yet. And if they do make it onto a call, they're going to speak with a couple of our team members. They're going to do a deep dive and find out exactly, you know, further information that they didn't submit to really understand what their actual business is about. And let's say they actually make it into our agency. At that point, they're going to be assigned an account manager and a media buyer. They're going to already provide us all of their current creatives. So we're not looking for any new creatives from the beginning. We're just looking to gather all of the current content they have. A lot of times, it's always simple creatives that convert really well with Facebook ads. Nine times out of 10, people really want to spend a lot on, you know, content production. But in the early stages as a business, you know, the main thing is just keeping things simple to begin with and finding out what's working. Because if we're going to be doing a lot of testing with the ads, the last thing we want them doing is spending tens of thousands of dollars on a ton of shoots and tons of video shoots just to get us all the content we need. So that's why we like to start really with having them provide everything they already have and let us show them what's going to convert with the Facebook ads so they can then see exactly what it is that does work and then take that and decide for themselves if they're ready to take their brand to the next level by bringing on content individuals who can provide us content on a consistent schedule. What's working? So let, let's let's uh, let's uh, kind of do some secret sauce here, brother. What what is video king? Video, video versus video. Everybody wants to know. So we have access to over a hundred ad accounts. Easily can in, end up seeing over a hundred million in spin rolling through these. Right. The thing is, is what we're noticing and seeing across the data. This is no opinions here. It's sixty percent of the time to eighty percent of the time, images are converting over video, and that's simply only because they have more placements, and also due to the fact that video is so competitive. There's some driving force out there in the market that I just don't know who it's coming from, but everybody's pushing video from some direction. I don't yeah. know who it is. Yeah. Video is something every advertiser wants to launch, and the thing is, if they don't have a really good content team or they don't know how to shoot video or know how to communicate effectively, whether it's through telling their story or showing the benefits or value of their services or products, the video is just not going to convert well because you have to capture that attention. And so nine times out of 10, they fail at it, but everybody's like, I hear video is the best and I'm testing it, but why isn't it working? Images don't cost much. I mean, you could launch it up in Canva. It's very easy just to get a piece of content out. And what we've seen is 60 to 80% of the time, images are just going to work better than videos because you don't have to worry about all that extra that comes with the video. And if you're getting more placements, it's going to lower your cost per conversion to begin with because you don't have to deal with all the other advertisers bidding over each other. We use Canva and Canva has been an amazing tool. Yeah. I just unbelievably simple. And I love how it formats everything exactly to the specifications of social media. Canva has been like, you know, a blessing. I mean, I remember when everybody was in the Photoshop days and still are now for the graphic designers, but Canva is really pushing the bar for how simple things truly can be for a business owner and just an early stage entrepreneur. I mean, you know, their services are free and you can, you know, get on their subscription. It's, they, they provide everything you really need to be successful with the ads. Yeah. The content part is there. Yeah. Okay. One of the things that you've had great success with is products, right? But, but my audience, their service, right? So how do you help somebody like a financial services professional, a state planning attorney, an accountant? Totally. Um, help us with that, brother, because we, we have not solved this problem yet uh, in our company. 
In the financial services industry, a lot of times their uh, individuals are limited by what their companies can and cannot say on social media. There's stipulations, there's laws in place, and there's things that they have to abide by through regulation and, and so forth. The main thing is, is being able to show through, if you're in the financial space, it's about telling your story and talking about, you know, how you got to that point in your life and why you're in that financial service industry and what you're doing it for and who you're really looking to help. Okay. And we really tell them to start with, you know, right now, the big thing is TikTok and Instagram reels. Most people think it's a really young audience, but I can tell you right now, being on those two platforms, organically speaking, is going to increase your reach substantially. And just sharing your story, raw content doesn't have to be post edited. You don't have to overthink it. There's no anxiety that you have to put towards posting. Just put it out there and you're going to see incredible reach. I mean, one of the very first posts we did on there got nearly a million views on TikTok. And we're not in a sexy industry. It's just, you know, we're managing ads, right? In financial services, to be in that industry, what most would say, what do I even say on TikTok? What would I even say on Instagram Reels? It's all about first starting with your story and telling people how you got to where you are. If you came from a past that you weren't proud of, talk about that situation for why you got out of it and what made you want to go into this business and help other individuals with their financial situation. You know, you're not pitching your services. You're just telling your story and people buy through you. Okay. So, so that, that's our format, brother. And that, right. oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. And here's where the ads come into play. Okay, it's great. all in the retargeting to capture the, off all the individuals who are following that lifestyle, who are following your story, who are following what you're doing, and then using that as the leverage to be able to retarget for low amounts of spend. You know, I'm talking $5 daily at the lowest barrier to entry and being able to capture that and turn that into the back end, you know, an actual stable and consistent revenue line for yourself. So what is the call to action for service specifically? Because it's easy. In fact, this is ridiculous, but I was just on my Instagram and Instagram's ads have me figured out, brother. And it's really hard for me not to buy crap because <laughs> and I literally just bought something right before this call because it's exactly something I would wear. I love it. It was super easy. Click, 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 click. So, so that's a product. But when I have my call to action in my Facebook ad with the retargeting, what are you seeing works with service? Is it just go to the website, fill out a form. I mean, how are you getting that bottom of the funnel thing? Taking them directly to a scheduler page, just getting them on the phone with you. Because if they hear your voice and you did what we were just describing earlier, which is talking about your story, communicating, sharing value, and people actually seeing you personally and actually connecting with you on that level, it's going to be very easy once you have that retargeting ad, take them directly to the calendar. You don't have to make them submit a long form and get all that information. Get them on the phone with you because once they hear your voice, just how they had heard your voice in the actual videos you were putting out on Instagram Reels or TikTok or on your feed, it's going to be very quick for somebody to pick that up and know what you actually want to act talk to them about and then take them into um, converting, you know, learn more about their situation on that call. It can be a 15 minute call. It can be a 30 minute call. Sure. It's just a matter of just connecting with them on that level, which is a deeper stage than them just seeing you online. And people are going to feel a different way about you once they actually get on the call with you because they had already seen your content. They're already familiarized with you. So hearing your voice in a way that's going to react immediately is going to change the way, you know, they would want to do business with you. And they're actually, it's going to make it much easier for them to ask what you offer offer and what you do. And they're going to want to learn more about you on that call, what it is that you can do to help them. And then that's where you can actually intro into your services and potentially working with an individual. Not every person will convert on the call, right? But the good thing is, is that you're going to get a lot more of them than just, you know, not doing this at all. Every, you're preaching to a very, very happy choir right now there, Chase, because see, the way that our whole system is set up here is 
is that voice recognition, that building that relationship and trust. And, and we, of course, do it through podcasting, but then we also do it through something called content atomization, where we're creating content based off the podcast that will walk you through that stuff. Now, financial services, here, here's where I really want to pick your brain on expertise. So the Main Street advisor is fighting the Wall Street advisor right? In, in our understanding of ad spend, right? So you've got Joe Schmuckatelli, who's the person who's right down the street, you know, the independent financial advisor. And then there's eight Ed Jones offices right around them. They're spending sure. millions of dollars. How does Joe Schmuckatelli, the main street guy, get his voice heard? It's, it's going to be through organic, right? If you go straight to paid ads, it's going to be costly. You're going to be going up against the big guys. And with you being in a being in a space that could be limited by, you know, certain stipulations and regulations and everything, it's already the cards are stacked against you. So in order to turn the table and really put it in your favor, it's all about actually being able to build that following through organic and building a following on organic is not easy. The main thing to do though, is taking advantage of placements that have uninterrupted attention. For instance, Instagram reels has no ads on it right now. Instagram is not showing ads on that placement because they want people to be highly engaged in what content they're seeing before they decide to roll out ads on this new feature they have. That's how they hook individuals. And the best part about that is, is you can actually capture uninterrupted attention. Those people don't have call to actions. They're not leaving that placement. You're getting more eyeballs. It's pushing it out because they want you to use IG reels over TikTok. Mm -hmm. So that's another advantage. You're reaching way more people than you have following you. Even if you have no posts and your first post was on Instagram reels, you're going to see a substantial gain as to where if you just did a normal post on your feed where it, mm -hmm. it would go nowhere. And you could use no hashtags and still reach more people than are actually following you on Instagram reels. That's how much they're pushing it out. And the thing about that is, is all of that can be retargeted with a custom audience, Instagram engagers, you retarget all of the people who see what you're doing. And you don't just post any random content. You post stuff, you know, revolved around what you're doing in that industry and telling your story and telling how you got there. So they see that. So that way, when you do retarget, it's going to be an easy commitment for them to want to schedule with you. And we use, you know, like a software like Calendly. It's one of those things that is super simple. It's very affordable. You can mm -hmm. use it for free. And once you do, you just book them. The first thing it does is it asks them to book the time. It doesn't ask them any questions. It's an easier, low barrier to entry for someone. They click the time and then all I ask is the first name, email, and you can have some custom form questions if you want to know more information. But those are going to convert much better. Whereas if you're just going for the hard sell or cold sell immediately, it's not always going to win. And especially if you're a little person, a little guy, the last thing you want to do is be that, you know, hardcore salesy person. Yeah. You really have to build a story and get that commitment and be personal with people. Time. Let's talk about time. <clears throat> How long does it take in your experience from somebody going from a, from a standing stop to IG reels, TikTok, Facebook, and, and, and starting to see some sort of return on their spend and retargeting? In order to see, depending on how much you're spending, depending on the types of creatives, right? So let's say that you do our recommended approach, which is testing at least three to five different ads with three to five different audiences, right? That way you multiply your chances of success substantially, because at least in that case, you're going to increase the chance of finding a good creative and you're going to increase the chance of finding an audience that's going to work. A lot of times people will go into it, they'll launch one or two audiences and they'll launch one ad. And if that ad isn't good, 
you've already lost because there's your money gone. But if you have multiple to test with in the beginning, at least if you have two bad ads, well, guess what? You have three more to see if those are going to work. And if they're all totally different, I guarantee you, you're going to find something that at least converts better than the other. And so that would be the starting point, right? The recommended timeline for Facebook is seven days for the learning phase, which is essentially the process it goes through to identify which ad works, which audience works. And you should be able to see conversions within the first 48 to 72 hours. Then if you do, then that's a good deciding factor of, okay, you know, should we increase spend? Should we let this play out over the next couple of days? And if you don't get any results within those, you know, that 72 hour mark, I would honestly make a decision to restructure or consider changing the strategy that you're using. Maybe the audiences you went after were too specific. We always try to opt for a million plus. The reason we want to go bigger is because so many people are thinking about, oh, we want this small audience or, oh, we think who we think our audience is X. Nine times out of 10, people don't truly know the actual demographics or actually know who their individual is. So it's best to leave it up to the big data companies like Facebook and these other platforms that know way more about you than you know about yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And the good thing about that is, is if you make a bigger audience, the algorithm is going to do the work for you, taking less weight off your shoulders and giving you more in your pocket in return. Let's talk about retargeting because I don't think people truly understand what that means. Elaborate on that, please. Absolutely. So let's say you did the organic post. You've been making the organic post and you're saying to yourself, hey, I'm getting all these views, right? But where are my actual conversions? You know, I've done this strategy. I've made the post. I see see it coming in, but we don't have any clients yet. Okay. So here's where the retargeting comes into play. You go to business.facebook.com. You set up an ad account. You connect a pixel to your site. Or if you use Calendly, like we're just talking about, or any scheduler, you connect what is called a Facebook pixel. Once those two things are connected, now you have the tracking to be able to report and create a custom audience off of retargeting. And you also have the ad account to run the ads in. Next thing is, is you can take some creative and then add that into your actual ad. And honestly, a good strategy is if you've been doing the organic content posting for a couple of days, look at the one that's got the most engagements. You use that as a starting point. You already have the content. And the good thing is, is you can now have a call to action button with that best performing creative. Now you already know it's going to work and you now have the call to action to go with it. And the call to action could be learn more or book now, book now, meaning book a call or learn more for them to learn more information about it. I'd test both buttons. You would do a lead conversion or you do a scheduled conversion campaign, which is essentially just them getting to book a call with you. You know, no sense in taking them through a long process. They've already heard about you. It's a retargeting, which is meaning you're showing an ad to somebody who's already seen you before which is a good thing. Uh, they're more inclined to convert. So well, let's just take them to the one place where you can actually learn more about each other on a more personal level and actually have them on the phone with you where they can ask you questions and you can ask them questions, see more about what it is that they do, right? Because they're seeing you, but now that you have them on the phone, you can actually start talking about the things uh, that you offer and see how you can better improve their life, right? That's really retargeting in a nutshell. It's just being able to show people that have already seen you an ad that's going to get them to convert. Do you believe that the retargeting call to action can be more aggressive than the regular ad call to action? It's going to be, I wouldn't necessarily say it's aggressive. It's just capturing low hanging fruit is low hanging fruit is the way I like to think about it to begin with. Because if you've already had all these individuals seeing you and they haven't converted yet, there's going to be some people in that audience that are on the edge of their seat, ready to speak with you who have considered reaching out. They might've even thought about sending you a DM, but they might've been nervous or they might've not have been ready or they might've been at dinner and they're just like, oh, I don't know when I could even do this. 
where the retargeting comes into play is all those people who are almost considering it, you're giving them the opportunity to see a button that literally says book now. You're giving them that moment to click and speak with you. You're asking them, do you want to talk to me? You've seen my content. Are you ready? And that alone makes people feel free in being able to say, wow, this is perfect. I was just considering this. And now here it is the offer. I can actually speak with this person. That's incredible. They book a call with you and there you go. Now you have people lining up on your schedule and all you were doing was just telling your story. People are coming to you for who you are. And now you have people booking on your calendar. And once again, not costing a lot. We're talking a cup of coffee a day. That's all we're spending here. You might even spend more at Starbucks or other places. So this is not much money. And you're getting people to book with you and get onto your services from there. You don't have to do any hard sell here. It's just a matter of learning about them, them learning about you. And if it's a good fit, then perfect. You can end up building your client base. Benefit is, if it goes well, then those individuals are going to refer you. Now you have two pipelines coming in and it starts to grow and grow and grow from there. Something that has happened in, in financial services and a lot of industries like real estate, life insurance, is they their minds have almost been poisoned, Chase. And th this is frustrating because they're so fixated on on one law of large numbers, right? Which is fine, which is kind of what you're talking about here, but also return on investment. They'll only want to work with a very, very specific kind of person. So how do you overcome that? Or how do you help them with that? Like for instance, I've got an insurance agent that we work with who only works with families of, of, of wealth, right? And I mean, wealth, which would be like seven to $25 sure. million, right? There aren't a million of those people out there, Chase. Mm -hmm. how, do, how do I use your system to get my message right to them? Yeah, totally. I'm glad you brought this up. There's two things. One, you're going to be in the special ad category. Since it's in the financial space, they're probably going to roll you up under special ad category, which essentially is a limited base for how you can target individuals because they want you to opt out from that exact thing. They don't want you to be able to target the wealthy families. They don't want you to be in front of these people who have the money to spend. So you're going to be put in this space, right? So that's going to pull away your targeting capabilities for getting super granular and understanding, okay, here's the family I want to go after. I want them to have the four kids, right? It won't let you do that. What you end up doing as a strategy is now you adjust your messaging to appeal to that audience. And you can literally say in your question, like I'll give you an example. We were looking uh, with the pool builders, right? We were saying mothers, mothers question mark, okay? The reason it worked is because we knew that the, in this case, uh, the very standard household was people who were buying extremely luxury pools and putting lazy rivers in their backyard. It was typically the husband would always be out working and it was the mother was almost always home. Uh, she didn't work. She had multiple kids and she was always looking in her backyard, wondering how her kids can play in a pool or have a lot of fun or how could her kids have other friends over and really enjoy staying at their house. It was that luxury family mindset and the standard you know, approach right there. And so we knew we needed to tap into the actual spouse, not the husband in this case, even though he's the one that might be the one that's bringing in the, the cash for the family. It's really the wife who was making the decision at the end of the day. And so we wanted to get in front of her and we wanted to make sure she had kids because we knew that was the mindset they were taking. So we'd say mother question mark, and then we'd lead into the service. When are you going to take the next steps to putting in your dream pool so that way your kids could enjoy the sunny summers? And it appealed so emotionally well that we booked out two years. I mean, they've never even booked out you know, more than three months. They have busy seasons, right? At the beginning of the year, everybody's like, oh, we need a pool. You know, Everybody's coming in. 
they've never had a way to actually book people outside of that. They just call in. It got so bad on the phone that he said, Chase, we, we don't want to hire more people to be on the phone. This like, we're not looking to grow the business like that. Uh, we're super successful in what we do. We have great margins. I don't want to expand like that. So what do we do here? Do we turn off the ads? And I was like, in my mind, I was like, at first I was like, I don't want to lose this business. No, let's put in a scheduler and book these things out for next year. He's like, that's insane. Nobody will ever do that. Well, we ended up booking it out for two years straight. And he couldn't understand how somebody could ever decide that they were going to schedule a pool bill for up to two years out and even know that they're still going to be at that home. Well, the thing was, these families were in the luxury pocket. It was a mindset that the, you know, they were established. They were like, you know, if we're here or not, it doesn't matter. We're putting in a pool in one of our homes. Mm -hmm. So let's get it on the books. That's that wealthy mindset, right? So it all comes back to the copy in the end. We were calling out who we're looking for. And we mentioned the kids. We mentioned, you know, that lifestyle that she, she was, you know, dreaming of, right? She wanted to see the pool in the backyard because she knew her kids were going to her friend's houses and swimming. And she wanted the really big pool might've even put in that lazy river, that stream. And it worked extremely well in our case. That's the same approach that you can take here, right? It's framing the question for your audience. You know, once again, you have the odds stacked against you with the limited targeting capabilities and you have the bigger dogs who are putting out the big spending. So you got to get granular in your copy, call out who your audience is. If you want to work with that audience, speak to them. Don't use any personal tributes. Don't say you, don't say I, it's against policy because it's, it's, it's targeting in the wrong mindset. They don't mm. want advertisers using that. They want you to, you know, steer away from that. So how you do it is we didn't say, are you a mother? We didn't use the word you, we just said mothers question mark. So same thing here, family of four question mark, you know, those things, if somebody's a family of four, somebody has to be supporting four kids. We know that's pretty costly. So they either are making, you know, some good money or there's been something that, you know, for whatever reason, right? But uh, <laughs> but a lot of cases people have to support that many children, you have to be making you know a pretty good amount of money. You could say family of four size, four plus size family. Those are the things that will actually call it out. Nobody who doesn't have a family is going to respond to that ad right. to begin with. You know, we're not going to have single kids like clicking on that. They're going to scroll right past it. And the algorithm on Facebook is opted specifically to show it to individuals who are most likely to engage. Facebook doesn't want people leaving their platform. Mm -hmm. That's the last thing they need to happen. If you allow the algorithm to show it who they want to actually show it to, and if you put mothers in your you know question or family of four, who do you think it's going to show it to? It's going to find those people who actually fit that description because they need people to engage and actually find value in the ad, which you're forcing the algorithm to show it to who you want it to be shown to. In that case, you know, if you're, if you have very specific type of individual you're looking to work with or an audience you have in mind, look for ways to call them out in that specific question without using, you know, the you or I attributes and doing it in a way that is very simple, which will allow someone to self-identify. The moment they self-identify, that's the moment you got their attention. And then the rest is just about booking the call from there. Got it. Now, one of the neat things about being on our show is, you know, we want to give you the opportunity to offer your services all right, to, to our people. I mean, we've, we've got lots and lots of listeners who the level of detail you just gave with that explanation alone every person listening to this needs to first off close their eyes and do what chase just walked you through right which is who is your ideal client we call it mick my ideal client right so who's your mick who's that person and it's interesting because the ideal client in that pool situation by the way i totally love a lazy river but is is this mother of x amount of kids right so 
if you can't picture what kind of car she's driving, where she's living, the zip code, the the frazzled nature that she might have because she doesn't have lots of great stuff to to keep her kids entertained, then you can't be as successful with what 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 Chase is talking about here because you have to be able to have that. But even you just had a broad brush stroke there, brother, mother, family of four. Holy Moses. Exactly. Yeah. No, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's, it's extremely impactful and it really does communicate very well because it blocks out all of the noise. Because if you take this TikTok and Instagram reel approach and you're getting all these engagements, you're going to have people all over the place. You know, you're going to, you're going to score in so many different arenas and so many different audiences. You're going to have a ton of people who want to work with you, but they might not be the right fit for you, or you might not be able to help them with their current position because of the stature of where their life is at currently. It might be another couple of months before they're ready to work with you. And those cases will happen. Don't be discouraged by having a lot of people wanting to work with you that you can't work with. Just you know, be flattered at that moment, but call out who you want to work with because they're going to be in the audience. Like you said, there might be a limited number of individuals you do work with. You might have a way bigger audience. Nothing wrong with that. Don't burn any bridges. Those people will mature some point in their life. People might contact you two years down the line. It's happening for us now. We've been in the game long enough where we had people literally say that, you know, we heard about you X amount of years ago, and now we're ready to work with you, right? Mm -hmm. So those are the situations. Nurture relationships, but at the same time, be super specific in your copy on your retargeting ads and even your cold ads. So that way you can call out your ideal client. All right. If somebody wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach out and hire you? And and really, hold on. Do you have like different packages and stuff? Do you, do you mind talking just a little bit about kind of your deliverables, brother? Yeah. So there's a couple of things. One, they can uh, find me on uh, Instagram at Real Chase Chapel, C-H-A-S-E. And then Chapel is C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L. If they DM me, we can end up shooting over some links, but we offer a mastery class, which is just essentially a class where someone can learn how to do the Facebook ads and then join weekly Q&A calls with myself every Monday and Wednesday we do these, right? We show them how to do it in their ad account. We walk them through the steps. And then on the flip side of that, we have our agency, right? We, we normally work with uh, medium to large size businesses. We just opened up a digital labs department for early stage entrepreneurs and small, really small businesses where they can end up contacting our agency there. It's called Chapel Digital, which is just once again, CHA. P-P-E-L-L, digital. They end up completing a form, answer some questions. They'll be directed to a scheduler. If they qualify, it's really hard to get into our agency. Once again, we have so many individuals wanting to work there, but don't be discouraged because we offer other things as well where there is some form or place where y'all can end up working with us. Now, we offer a lot of free content because we're always looking to give as much value as possible. We have a YouTube. We're giving out a ton of content on there as well. If you go to our YouTube, Chase Chapel, you'll be able to see over 200 different consulting calls we've done with individuals. We've done it with real estate agents. We've done it with financial advisors. We've done it in the lead-based business. And we show the exact steps we've taken with them. We've literally shown how bad the results were before and how great they are after it. Yeah. And it's you know walking them through step-by-step. Step. We take away all of you know the BS and actually just put the full transparency. I mean, it's a recorded conversation of what we're doing. Similar here, there's no, co there's no cop-outs, right? It's all authentic. So what you say is what goes. And that's the case with us as well. And we believe in those values and making sure that, you know, there's no information being withheld from individuals online because that's the best type of information, being able to see what goes on behind the scenes, what those conversations look like. So that way you can model success and also see what works and doesn't. 
I, I love in this is our model. Uh, our model is to give every possible thing we can away for free. And if you want more assistance, you know, we, we offer that too, because here's the thing. And, and just like you guys, I mean, I know I can't help everybody, Chase. I mean, I'd love to totally. goodness gracious. How great would it be to have, <laughs> have a podcast, right? But that, that's not feasible and it's not right for some people, sure. but that doesn't mean that some of the, some of our ideas, much like your amazing YouTube channel. Oh my God, people, you got to check out the YouTube channel. It's unreal how much stuff is there giving away so much stuff for free for those of you who are have even been on that cusp of saying you know well this is my secret sauce and nobody can see my secret sauce chase is a perfect example of he shows you the whole kit and caboodle here and he's still wildly successful because there's people who want to hire him to do it for you couldn't have said any better there was a point in time where we had a secret sauce that we were like this is you know we've bottled it up it's the secret formula. Nobody gets to see it. It's our team only, right? We Those were the slowest growing years we've ever experienced. The moment we took it out of the bottle and just released everything, held nothing back. Nothing that we share online is inaccessible. It's all out there. All of our stuff is out there. You can learn every single thing you need to know from our free content. The only difference is, is that you get the actual personal advice and personal situation to what is your situation's specifically and being able to get guidance on where you need to go about your current place. Now, the thing is, the more free value you give and the more you release, you, you know, the unknowns, the, the stuff that people aren't talking about, the more you put emphasis on that, the more you build a bigger differentiator with you and other individuals who are withholding. It puts you out in front and gets you attention. People are like, I've never heard about this stuff. The stuff that nobody likes talking about because it's the exact thing you're getting paid for is the type of stuff you got to start releasing so you can get the eyeballs for the people who want to now start working with you. There's a great sales philosopher slash psychologist. His name is uh, Dr. Robert Cialdini, and he calls it the principle of reciprocity, right? And that's the epitome of how you guys have grown and how we've grown is by giving so much away, your ideal client and prospect actually feels obligated to give something back to you because they're so utterly grateful for all of the, the help that you've provided for them. So Chase, dude, this was freaking awesome, man. I thank you so much for all of this stuff. The whole idea of of the retargeting, how to get around the the horrible spending issues that we have in, in financial services and have had uh, even with real estate agents where there's just so many people writing huge checks and how you can get around that. I love the Instagram reels. Uh, I happen to be a huge fan of TikTok. I can lose hours on TikTok personally, <laughs> but I learn a whole bunch of stuff, which is crazy. Like follow all these astrophysicists and stuff because I'm really nerdy about stuff like that. And please, everybody, you need to make sure that that you, you you follow Chase on Instagram and then also on YouTube because you know the stuff that is is being pumped out of his machine is is very valuable. So thanks for being on the show, brother. Absolutely. Love it so much. So glad I was able to be here. Amazing host. So thank you once again. I hope everybody got some value out of this. Oh, dude, dude, I took a whole half page of notes <laughs> and I'm supposed to be, you know, I'm like, oh my God, I got to write this down. So yeah, I can't wait for my whole team to listen to this. All right. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click that subscribe now button below. That way, every time we come out with a new podcast, we'll show up directly on your listening device. And if you don't mind, give us a quick review on iTunes or Stitcher, Spotify, whatever, because that will help the right people get the right information. You have the opportunity as an expert to free yourself from sales, to rise above the noise and to be your own loud. The best way we believe to do that is through podcasting and of course also making sure that you're getting seen on the right social media channels so for chase and everybody there and all of us here at proud mouth we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon 
Thank you for listening to Be Your Own Loud, where we reverse engineer success to help you accelerate your influence and break free from the torment of sales. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to our podcast, share with others in your company or profession, follow us on social media. This podcast is brought to you by Proudmouth, the Influence Accelerators. Visit us at Proudmouth.com and join our Influence Accelerator Academy for free to enhance your marketing mindset and know-how.